Hello! Welcome to Cheese the Day, the official cheese cast of the North Coast Co-op. We eat the rind. My name is Thomas. I'm the cheese department head of our Eureka location. I'm here with my fellow cheese nerd, Veronica. I'm the cheese department head at the Arcata location of the North Coast Co-op. Hi, Veronica. Hi, Thomas. It's so nice to see you again. <laughs> uh, what are we talking about today? Backpacking cheese. Ooh. And or uh, cheese to go on a lengthy hike and then have a picnic at the end. Cheese in the great outdoors. Cheese in the great outdoors. Cheese that'll make it through maybe something warmer than a cooler. Adventure cheese. That's what we should have called this episode. Adventure cheese. Yeah. I guess it's not too late to change it. (laughs) (laughs) Looking at you, producer. Um, Yeah. Do you have any specific questions wondering about backpacking cheese? I know you've taken cheese on adventures. I have so many questions. I've taken lots of cheese on lots of adventures. I tend to take inappropriate cheeses and other dairy products (laughs) to places in nature you shouldn't. I know that you've laughed at me before when I took goat butter to the beach (laughs) because I wanted like fresh bread and to slather goat butter on fresh bread. But I also wanted to be at the beach while that happened. <laughs> and I got sand in my goat butter. Huh. Mm. Surprise. And, yeah. I can't, the, uh, I can't remember. Was it because it was windy and the sand was blowing or your container kind of spilled over? I mean, I don't want to mention names. I say I got sand in my goat butter, but I didn't really put the sand there. It just, it happened to my goat butter, which is why I phrase it that way. Sounds like a metaphor but for something But a friend else. of mine who I had chastised many times for being careful with the goat butter, like, be careful with the goat butter, please... <laughs> Put it back in its container after each use. They set the container down on the beach, unlidded, mm. and of course sand got kicked into it. Because somebody's dog ran by uh, and was excited to see you. Involved, yes. and, yeah. yeah, yeah. Basically, that's that's how it happened. Uh, <laughs> I know that I've given that person the link to this podcast, and I know she's listening. So you know who you are. And I think I know I who it is. I haven't forgotten about the goat butter. I know this person, don't I? Uh, I mean, you might know this person, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think I can guess, but we're not going to mention names. So this episode isn't about my trials and tribulations trying to bring dairy products to beaches. This is about how to do it right. So don't do like I did. Don't give goat butter to your untrustworthy friends. At the beach. At the beach. Give it to them on mountaintops. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) More stable Uh, environment. Yeah. Um, Okay. Sorry, I got us wildly off topic there. (laughs) You did. Uh, um, Yeah. Backpacking cheese. Backpacking cheeses. Basic, basic guidelines. You want to bring cheese low in moisture. Yeah. Uh, A firm, low moisture cheese is usually best, and that leaves the door open for lots and lots of options. A lot of times those firmer cheeses are also higher in salt, which... I know when we were talking about this, you were like, oh, that's just so satisfying when you're outside sweating a lot. Yeah. I know when I'm backpacking, especially if it's like a hard trip with lots of elevation, Mm -hmm. I really crave salt just all the time. And hopefully you're getting enough water with that. Yes, hopefully. um, Yeah. It's... uh, A lot of the things on that list sound familiar to our listeners probably from uh, the first episode we did, uh, how how to buy cheese for an apocalypse. Oh, yeah. That first mm-hmm. cheeses that store really well, 
they store really well, so they're good out of refrigeration yeah. on backpacking trips. Because don't forget, cheese pretty much is a way to store milk without refrigeration. Yes. And of course now, since refrigeration and climate-controlled environments, we're able to produce more and more delicate cheeses, but those aren't always the best to take on a backpacking trip. Not necessarily. Uh, Something I like to say, I I like to tell people that Parmesan is the beef jerky of the dairy world. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, that's why and how it was invented. We want to take this milk and we want to be able to eat it months from now in another country. Yeah. Or Pecorino Romano. Ah, Pecorino Romano. That is actually the cheese I took backpacking with me last yeah. It is fantastic out there. It's uh, sheep's milk naturally higher in fat, and I feel like that's another thing you crave when mm-hmm. you're exercising a lot outdoors. Yeah. Salt, fat, sugar, like all of those. Do I just crave junk food when I'm outside? Well, I think people generally crave I'm now realizing. junk food because it's packed <laughs> with either, yeah, yeah fat it's packed with or easy to use nutrients and sugar and all those things that, well, we love. Yeah. So when you're taking cheese backpacking, I I think it's important to mention a few considerations here. For instance, uh, when you store Pecorino Romano in the fridge and you pull it out of the fridge, it's pretty much the same every time you go to use it. But mm-hmm. I brought I brought a large hunk with me because I was like, okay, I'm going to eat some day one, eat a little bit more day two, mm-hmm. a little bit more day three, and I'll even have some for day four. So but I'm rationing it. starts getting, when it warms up, it starts getting a little extra oily. Yeah. Which is fine. It starts sweating grease to the yeah. surface of the cheese. That's and it, fine. It's yeah. fine. It does get slightly less appetizing as it goes. For me, I, I found it less appetizing. And it was also like, it does get less appetizing as it ages, as the days go on. I found it less appetizing. Uh, but but also, it was it, keeping it clean also during the apocalypse episode we said okay you want your your cheese to last as long as possible it's really important you know you cut it with a clean knife mm-hmm. touch it with clean hands wrap it back up afterwards i was reusing the same plastic wrap and sticking it back in the same ziploc baggie yeah it was very difficult to obtain a clean sanitary knife in the outdoors it is cuz you don't have a sink or something yeah. you can wash your hands in if i had to do it over again i would have pre-portioned the cheeses Oh, into well. the days I was going to use them. Uh, for a short trip. For a long trip. A, a, a larger right. hunk of cheese. not Because the more surface area cheese has, the, the more, more surface area it has to sweat grease and get contaminated. Well, and it, yeah, and the more prone it will be if it's going to start to get moldy. I don't know. Yeah. If you were going on a two-week trip, you would you would definitely want just like a chunk of cheese yeah, to be cutting like from. Backcountry outfitters trip. Yeah, and I could pack a big piece, but it might be easier to like have a cutting board and have, you know, yeah. more more ability to. I have brought in like a super small, you know, those flexible, really thin, really really thin bendy cutting boards. Oh yeah, yeah, the little I've polymer. I've cut a chunk of one of those that fits right in a sleeve in the back of my backpack with a knife, so that I could have something. That is to, a little to bit cut on, but then that becomes another surface that then gets dirty and greasy and then you have to pack that in with your food that's going to go in the bear canister or be hung in the the bear bag up in the tree i'm super glad you've brought up bears uh (laughs) one of my favorite topics we would be remiss if we didn't warn people 
If you bring cheese, one of the best foods in the world, out into nature, nature will agree with you that it's one of the best foods, and it will try to eat your cheese. Well, so yeah. bear bags, bear canisters become more necessary. You want to be a responsible backcountry hiker, backpacker, and make sure that you contain all of your food items and food-smelling items. Yes, like that cutting board that's now covered. Yeah, in yeah, in... Pecorino Romano. Pack it up juice. real well and make sure everything is really is really clean. But usually I just pack a whole chunk of cheese or two different cheeses if I'm feeling okay. like I don't mind the extra weight. It's either extra cheese or an extra bar of chocolate or one of those Boda boxes of wine. <laughs> it depends how many thousand feet we're going to be climbing on our A whole Boda box our... of wine. That's a different that's podcast, like, but I want to come back to that. That's like two glasses of wine. Little, the little Boda boxes. Oh, oh, those little tiny ones. Yeah. I was thinking just like the Boda box that everybody sees. And I was like, that's two glasses of wine for Giant you? box of wine? No. This no, 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 podcast no. has now changed. It's now an intervention. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> okay, good. Well, I feel I feel relieved. Yeah, those, yeah. those little miniature boxes they make. Yeah. That's a good idea. But, that's a good backpacking. Having enough cheese is important. Having enough cheese is important. Also, uh, things... Don't forget, you... You don't just want a hunk of cheese out there. You want something to eat your cheese on and with. I really recommend charcuterie. It's nice to have that protein. I'm always craving the salt. I love to bring just a, a dry salami. Yeah. Of some of some flavor is really great. Salami is a really good one. It's easy to slice out there. The mm-hmm. best backpacking trip I ever went on. I brought a little hatchet, and while I was out there, I like carved a cutting board. Out of a piece of our firewood. Oh, my we gosh. We, we, we found this downed oak limb that we were burning at that first camp. And I made a little cutting board, and I had duck-pressed prosciutto. Oh. And I think Danish dill Havarti for the first day. That's kind of a softer one. A lot of backpackers, they'll, you know, people you the, who are... If you're going to bring in something softer, yeah. doing that the first day. You get the first day. I always like to bring a nice, perishable treat for the first day. I like to freeze... Uh, Chev of some kind, mm. whether it be Cypress Grove or Laura Chanel, freeze one of those and bring that with me, and then it helps kind of keep things a little cool for a little while, and then it just gets consumed on the first day or maybe two, depending on how hot things are. Yeah, it might last. But cold weather, cold weather trips—that's fantastic. If you're backpacking in the winter somewhere where it's cold yeah. all the time, if you just make sure your cheeses are in an area of their bag or in an area of your bag where they're going to be exposed to that cold, and they're mm-hmm. not necessarily very insulated. That's a nice trick. That's not really around here, though. I feel well, like. up in the Trinities, conveniently a few times now, we've camped in spots where there's still a snowbank. That's handy. Nearby. And we've used the snow to, like, cool off our water bottles or if we're making <laughs> in-camp, like, lemon drops or something like that to cool off the, the vodka that we brought. And it's also great to stash your cheese or whatever in the I'm snow. I'm quickly learning that I want to go backpacking with you. In camp <laughs> lemon drops? Yeah. That's a separate episode also. But also something I want to circle back to. Yeah. In camp cocktails. But of course you can't leave your stashed stuff in the snow overnight. That's no. gonna but overnight supposedly it's And if you're camping in an area with a lot of snow, don't forget where in the snowbank you stuck your supplies because yes. in a lot of snow it's really easy to lose things yeah sometimes the lakes are 
really, really cold and you, you're not going to swim, but you can definitely store your cold food. Oh, yeah, yeah. If it's watertight, in a watertight container in the lake. That's super convenient. Definitely a great experience to have a lot of cheese in cold weather. Cheese, fatty charcuteries, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. If you're out in the cold a lot, you might need that extra energy from cheese. That sounds useful to me. Well, let's talk about cheeses. A l- I don't know, a laundry list of cheeses okay. that we could bring on a trip. Like a lightning round of dry, salty cheeses? Yeah. Well, lots of people... Lots of people like to get the dry, the Romiano dry jack, like the pepper coated and oh, the peppercorn dry one. jack. They're really popular with backpackers, but I think people get stuck in that rut and they don't venture past that. They they hear that it's a good backpacking cheese and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, this is the only one we can bring. But really, you could bring Parmesan or Pecorino Romano or yeah. any of those really dry aged goudas would be really great. I was vintage yeah. gouda, dry aged goudas, beanster, euphoria, euphoria is that's really good. a kick ass one. Especially the the matured one. Pardon my French. <laughs> and um Oh, you're, go, you're just running through the whole list. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pecorino Romano is my always Ooh, all-time petite go-to. Petite Basque. Petite Basque. I that's love a fantastic that one. one. And it does, if it warms up a little bit, it does get a little, mm-hmm. it gets that greasiness on the outside, but it's fine. It's the original shepherd's cheese. It's meant to be on the trail, unrefrigerated. I do think there's food. a reason that Dry Jack, you mentioned, <clears throat> you, you mentioned it first. There's a reason I think it's popular with backpackers, and that's everything else on that list, with the exception of maybe the Goudas and the, the Petite Basque is on the saltier end of the spectrum. And I don't feel like Dry Jack is as salty Mm -hmm. as other cheeses that are the same level of dry. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's that dry without being that salty. And I think that a lot of people are looking for that in a cheese because it's easy to just cut a hunk off and stick it in your mouth. You don't have to tame that saltiness with other things. Any any aged, more dry cheddar is just fine. You don't want to bring like fresh mozzarella, really. <laughs> but feta in the brine. Yeah, I mean you could, but you, could. you really want to. It's a lot of water weight to carry. Yeah, well, if you're going to eat it that same day, you don't have to keep the brine. But yeah, yeah. Um, and for yeah. that matter, if you're eating it the same day, I wouldn't mind bringing like a small mini one of those little Marin French wheels of brie, the, the yeah. little tiny guys. That would be great for the first night. That would be really great. Actually, that would make you very popular in camp if you I was actually out thinking about that the other day. I'm planning a trip, and um, I was I always wow my my hike mates with this whatever magical thing I pull out of my bag. <laughs> One time drops. it was two pounds of pre cooked bacon that I was. Oh. It was two pounds before I cooked it. Yeah. I don't know how much it yeah, weighed, yeah. but I, I baked it all extra crisp, so it, it was like no moisture in it. That's and, luxurious. And then I could just dis- distribute bacon strips whenever, I don't know, we're having breakfast <laughs> or... <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? Mm, I don't know. Any dry, hard cheese travels really well and you can go for days nibbling on the same chunk of petite basque and it will fare just fine and if you don't break into the wheel if you keep the rind intact and you're on an extended trip if you're like canoeing in the north country for (laughs) months on end you can probably keep a wheel of petite basque for months on end Mm -hmm. if you're if that if that rind's still intact because it's got that hard outer shell protecting it a lot like an egg yeah 
Um, That's what the rind is for. It protects yeah. the cheese. We've talked a lot about backpacking. We promised people that we'd cover uh, shorter trips, how to enjoy cheese in uh, other outdoor contexts. Let's cover that after we take a quick break. Yeah. For a word from our sponsors, the North Coast Co-op. Funnily enough. <laughs> cheese the Day is the official cheese cast of the North Coast Co-op. Your local member-owned and organic certified grocery store, where everyone is welcome. Now back to the cheese nerds. Welcome back to Cheese the Day. We've been talking about backpacking cheeses, how to enjoy cheese in the great outdoors. And if it's all right with you, Veronica, now I'd like to pivot to non-backpack related cheese eating. Your everyday outdoor Picnic cheeses. Ah, cheese picnics. Really, the door is wide open for what you might want to bring on a picnic. Might Well, it'd be hemmed in only by, are you going to drive to your location? And you yeah. can just bring a cooler and pack whatever you want in there, and you don't really care that much about the weight? Or are you going to hike in, you're going to do a loop trail, and you're going to hike in for four miles, and you, you're thinking, oh, we're just going to picnic at whatever nice spot we find at the end of that. Then some weight will come into consideration but really, it's pretty easy to pack in something cold. Yeah, if, you're, if you've got access to a car, if you're just going to an overlook to enjoy a nice sunset cheese board, which I highly recommend you do that at some point in your life. It's it really is, nice. Yeah, especially if you're trying to impress a romantic partner. I mean, you, that's like all of the points won right there. <laughs> that part on your, on your profile where it said you like, I don't know, moon... Moonlit walks on the beach or yeah, yeah. And the sunset and, and pina coladas, you can actually, you know, make that kind of true. Where you said yeah, that. yeah, yeah, you should make good on the promises you make in your dating profiles. That's just free life advice unrelated <laughs> to cheese. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But picnic cheeses. The door, like, like you said, I feel like the door is wide open. I do feel like there are still a few considerations. Uh, for example... If you are bringing cheese for a larger picnic, it is a great idea to do a lot of the prep work in cutting those cheeses up. Ahead of time. Ahead of time. Or, or plan for that space. You know, if you're going to a large, like, like a potluck in the park or something like that, not that there's a lot of those happening right now, uh, do a lot of that work in advance. Yeah. Soft cheeses tend to attract things and get things stuck in them. One of the things that I saw recently that I really liked was... Uh, a soft chev in a piping bag, like you're frosting a cake. Oh. You can mix it up with some herbs in there or whatever you want. Well, I've done that backpacking, actually. I just yeah? cut the end off of the little baggie of chev. And, then, you, and yeah. then you're not getting cheese all over your hands. You're not getting yeah. any utensil dirty that you need to spread it on your crackers with or your bread or whatever. You're just, necessary. you're just piping it right out of the, the little sealed bag it's in yeah you squeeze it out of a tube like an astronaut yeah (laughs) yeah packing packing up your things and the things that you're going to need on your picnic are it's important to think of that ahead of time yeah and reusable piping bags work just as well you can rinse those out when you get home yeah uh pre-cutting things pre-cutting things is a really a really good idea. Yes. Every, if you have a cheese board in your home and you have cheese knives on the cheese board, that's a little bit 
some guests will find that to be more of a hassle than others. The easier it is for people to consume that cheese, the more of it they're going to consume and the more popular your, your cheese board will be. But in yes. a picnic environment in the outside, everything's a little bit more complicated and like maybe you're balancing that cheese board on a rock or something. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all a little less convenient. So just the more you can plan ahead to make that easy to do, the better. Yeah. That said, I have had a rockin' good time at the Arcata Marsh with a block of cheddar and a loaf of bread, and I was just eating the cheddar like an apple, just <laughs> taking bites off of it, unsliced, <laughs> and taking bites off of the loaf of bread. And that, it gets you weird looks from passersby, but it's a great way to eat some cheese and bread. And really, all you need is two pockets, one for your bread and one for your all cheese. All you need is two pockets. <laughs> <laughs> Quote of the day. All you need is two pockets. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there are some really fun cheese combinations that you can do in the great outdoors. Uh, for example, pretty much every hot dog ever has been missing cheese. <laughs> I feel like chili cheese dogs get a lot of play. Why does it have to have the chili, Veronica? Why? Uh, chili's good. Chili's good, and chili and cheese is great. But sausage with a little bit of sharp cheddar on there, just like oh yeah, just a judicious amount of sharp cheddar on your hot dog will improve your experience. Especially, like I, I love a little sauerkraut, a little sharp cheddar on basically any hot dog. I've never not liked that. With mustard too. With mustard, yes. Yeah. Underrated pairing, cheese and mustard. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to do a flavor pairing episode in the future where we sort of recover some of the ground we covered in our uh, in our live cheese board making class where we talked a lot about flavor pairings. Yes. As soon as events start happening locally, you can look forward to one of those. Sign up for our email list so we can let you know. Yeah. Yeah. We're really, well, we kind of can't wait for. Yeah things to kind of normalize i don't know but we, we can wait until it's medically safe to do so yes we can <laughs> <laughs> can and will but uh oh yeah that's right i was ranting about how hot dogs need cheese <laughs> that's the end of that point uh anyway you are only limited by what you feel like packing in to take cheese on a picnic or like a car trip picnic yeah. Or a backpacking trip. And yeah. if it's an impromptu picnic, uh, a couple of times I've just stopped by the co-op to throw something together. And under those circumstances, when you can't prep at home, there's a few things that you can pick out in the store that reduce your need to prep them in advance. Mm -hmm. Like if you're getting soft chev, you don't necessarily need a spreader if you've got a nice stiff cracker to go with it because you can just use one cracker to spread it on the other crackers. Oh, yeah. Utensilless. Those Raincoast crisps yeah. would, would work pretty well. The Raincoast crisps do work pretty yeah. well. I'm a fan of nut thins. Those are nice and stiff. Mm -hmm. and they've got a nice sharp edge for yeah. slicing The Crostini crackers. Cheese. Oh, those are great. Yeah, the Crostini crackers. That's mm -hmm. a good example. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got all kinds of crackers, and we've got, at least in the Arcata store, I don't know if you have them, the little tiny jars of the Dalmatia 
fig and I sour do cherry. I have them. Yes, there's they are the, the sour cherry perfect flavor. Perfect picnic size. They're just I forget how many. They're they're little teeny, just a like one it's or like, two ounces tops. It's like one ounce. Yeah. But really, you know. And the glass jars are reusable. They're super adorable. They're, those are crowd pleasing items yeah. right there. But they are the perfect impromptu picnic thing. Or just for a picnic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're, they're, that's an amazing product. That's stocked in the cheese department in yeah. both stores. And uh, sour cherry or fig, either of those flavors, complement pretty much every cheese I've ever thrown at them. Yeah. They're, I'm racking my brain trying to think of something that didn't work. Maybe a cheese that's already got something in it, like mango or dill might not necessarily work but maybe not i'm even thinking those might we've got some some uh i don't know i think a decent selection of picnic sized grab and and go kind of things the small chef desk and then the really really the one ouncer little chef desks those tiny things yeah and then we've got the cocos uh the little snack bites from Cheeseland. Oh, those are fantastic. Yeah. The, yeah. the little, those are prepackaged. There's a little extra packaging involved there, which I don't love, but our customers seem to love them. So we keep stocking them. Yeah. And they're incredibly popular. Yeah. We they're got little one ounce. Honeybee uh, and Cocos. And then there's the two sisters, Isabella. Yeah. It's the same Goudas as our full sized wheels of Goudas that we're getting. They're just little couple bites yeah just just a little like single servings worth throw them in your lunchbox take them on the go yeah take them on a little day hike with you those would be great to take on a day hike yeah 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 well i feel like we've pretty much beat this topic to death yeah a little bit and i i feel like we're struggling to come up with examples here because i feel like i I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like I don't want to give too much prescriptivist advice like, oh, this is how you have a picnic or how you go backpacking with cheese. But I think the point that I'm, I'm struggling to articulate here is that you should just be imaginative and bring cheese with you on all of your adventures because you can find a cheese that'll work just fine for whatever you want to do with it outside. And anybody that's with you is going to be thrilled that you brought cheese. Yes, always. Just be a little imaginative. You know, an impromptu piping bag made from the packaging yeah. of the cheese. Yeah, you a don't even have to bring from crackers. A cracker. You could you could bring a a, a firm ish loaf of French bread. Yeah, in fact, when I have found myself without a cheese knife or without a pocket knife or anything to slice cheese, I've just torn open the package on a wedge of gouda and pinched a piece of bread between my fingers using it like tongs to just rip cheese off with that <laughs> and you end up with little bread cheese sandwiches that are quite nice yeah yeah you could do that especially if the cheese got a little warm on your way to wherever yeah. you were going you need the you need the right texture of cheese for that to work but yeah it generally does anyway take cheese on your adventures take cheese outside you too can take cheese backpacking and lots of cheese works for that yeah, eating cheese is just if you're not enjoying life with cheese, you're doing it wrong. I feel like I've said that before. And cheese deserves to be eaten outside just as much as it does inside. Yeah. Yeah, that's the final point I want to make. I want cheese to leave on for that. every meal and cheese every for adventure. Every meal, for every adventure, for every occasion. Eat <laughs> cheese. Enjoy it. That's all I have to say. <laughs>
that concludes today's episode. <laughs> I feel good about it. Thank you, everyone at home, for listening. Uh, if you're interested in hard, dry, salty cheeses, the little pre-wrapped snack pack goudas that we mentioned, uh, really any of that, come visit us at the cheese department at either yeah. of our two stores. I love helping people, I don't know, find their cheese that they need yeah. for their adventure. Come tell us you're going on a backpacking trip and tell us about it. and We'll help you pick out cheese. We love doing that. Uh, you can come visit our cheese departments at 811 I Street in Arcata or 25 4th Street in Eureka. Uh, also, please uh, follow the North Coast Co-op on Facebook and Instagram. We're all about that social media. Uh, you can also visit us at northcoast.coop. That's C-O-O-P. Uh, if you want more cheese content and would like to subscribe to our email list, you can visit us at north, northcoast.coop slash cheese. Our email list is a great way for us to communicate with you and give you information about uh, future cheese tastings we mentioned, just little cheese advice, cheese wisdom, uh, also exclusive deals. We want to do all kinds of fun things with it. So mm. uh, if you're into cheese and you want to join our cheese community, please consider signing up. 